Welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes, the poor, poor ashes of last year's podcast. We are now ready to kick back. Uh, I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your other co-host, Nick. And this is our podcast. We're a couple of friends that are half a continent apart that want to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nicholas... Here's yeah. the th- here's the thing. Look, we we've been doing this thing for over half a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mm-hmm. we've come up with the things that we think are fun and interesting, and nothing left that's fun and interesting. We're just gonna go into sad and sad, right? Yeah that that is our new transition. That's our cool. new mo. Like we're gonna move into the sad and depressing, uh, or cool. <laughs> the depressing and uninteresting. I feel like Let's that's. Do it. Yeah, no, 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 that's not it at all. Uh, or I don't know, maybe that is. We'll hear from our listeners if that's where they want us to go. <laughs> no, Nick, here's the deal. Uh, we have done our best, and uh, perhaps to varying degrees of success, I feel like we've had some good episodes and some mm-hmm. uh, some ones that are not the best ones. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's been okay. But, Nick, I love hearing ideas from our listeners. Uh, we've gotten a few that we've used on the show. We've gotten a few where yes. we've actually brought our guests onto the show a couple times. Um, yep. But a thing that I would love us to do more is I would love us to get listener suggested topics and things to talk about in our email inbox. And honestly, it's it's a little bit selfish, Nick, if I'm being honest. Like I, I, I can only Google so many things that are fun and interesting. I want... I want the listeners of this podcast, if you are interested, to be able to feel feel like you can contribute and you can drive the discussions of all the crazy and ridiculous things that we talk about. Well, the other the other thing is, I mean, yes, there's like definitely an element of like, you know, sometimes not every week do I have like something that's like burning inside of or, me to talk about. Or any about week. Or, or any yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I usually do. Hey, hey Nick, who's, who's, <laughs> who, what, how many topics are you doing this week, Nick? Look, Just, anyways, I'm, like I said, um... <laughs> So, but, but I want to be thinking about things that are outside of my normal purview, right? Exactly. Like it's, 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 that's what I think is fun about this conversation setting is that sometimes you come to me and you're like, Nick, what do you think about birds? And I'm like, I don't freaking know, man. And I will never let you lay down. So like, you know, and, but then I learned something cool about birds because I didn't never think about birds. Now I know that they freaking are crazy and can sleep while flying or half sleep while flying, which is insane. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't been outside of my comfort zone and listening to someone else's thoughts on what are fun and interesting. And so if you have cool, fun, and interesting ideas, I am freaking ready to dive in with you guys. And Nick, where can they where can they send those fun and interesting uh, ideas? Tywasap at gmail.com. And and what's Tywasap for her t- some some potentially new T- listeners? T Y W S A P at gmail.com. Good job, Nick. Okay, uh, now that I've strung you through that, uh, <laughs> thanks, Tab. <Dad. laughs> here, <laughs> okay, here's here's where I'm going with this, Nick. Uh, now that you've so kindly asked our listeners to do that and given the email address uh, as well, I want you to lead by example. I want you, and I and and I, you know, I'll I'll do you the oh, no. favor. Of editing oh, no. out any potential pauses, I want. Okay, so here's the thing: we we both listen to different podcasts. Uh, many of them are accepting of uh, listener questions, uh, oh, no. and some of them that you don't even listen to, which I'm I'm okay with. Also, like uh, like we've mentioned, Dear Hank and John and stuff like that. Like, there's it doesn't have to be a particular podcast that you're directing this toward. But Nick, 
I would like you to come up with a question that you would like to send to a podcast and I will send it to the podcast on your behalf and uh, we'll just see where it goes. But I, I feel like it's only fair if we're, if we're asking our listeners to come up Jeff. with things to talk about that you be willing to do the same. Jeff. I mean, okay. So like, like the podcasts that I listened to recently that are coming to my mind, I mean, like one is a jokey advice show. And then the rest of them are like basketball podcasts or like oh. podcasts about like current events. Jeff, I, I don't know what to ask. Like that's fine. You know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, like I got, the world is your oyster, Nick. Like it's not like it has. It's not like it's going to show up on the show. All right. I, I got. Mean, I got it down. Okay? okay. Okay. We listen to a comedy podcast, uh, comedy advice show podcast, and I'm going to ask him, "What do you do when your podcast, your co-host, puts you on the spot and asks you to?" <laughs> question that emails someone off the top of your dome <laughs> off the top of my dome jeffrey jesus okay so you but, so I, you, but i'm saying i don't think that the podcasts i listen to are per, are like the kind of thing that that other than that one right the the joke the the joke comedy one is is actually a good one for for that purpose but the other ones that i listen to i don't think it really helps for me to like email uh, like you know, Zach Lowe would be like, "Hey man, what do you think of the the, the Nets Bucks game? It was good, right?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't think that's a conducive medium <laughs> to, <laughs> to like question and answers from the fans. So uh, next topic, Nick. Uh, the second of three here for me. Uh, I, if you find anything you can contribute in the meantime, feel free to interrupt. <laughs> Um, okay, so Nick, when you were growing up, did you have any pets that were outside of the norm of like cats and dogs and such? No, my parents didn't think those were good ideas. Yeah, they're not. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I am assuming here that you had some of these pets. I did have some pets. Uh, had some like uh, chickens growing up. I had some geese growing up. We lived in Kansas on the country. It was a weird time. Nice. So, and honestly, kind of a funny goose story. When I first met my wife, we met each other uh, very early on. Uh, she came to our house back in, uh, I, I'm so terrible actually trying to like, give dates and stuff, whatever. Like when we were very first dating uh, late in high school, uh, she came to our house and uh, we had geese at the time and one of the geese attacked her. Uh, and <laughs> it was, it was like from then on, always a whole deal, like to get from her car to the house because it turns out if you like show like yourself being scared from a goose they'll flip and remember that crap <laughs> and like they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll capitalize on it like they are jerks freaking geese um, freaking geese no that's really funny that's very very um, interesting yeah very interesting um i didn't have any uh jen's had many and some of them sound oh, really? interesting too yeah she her uh her grandparents were like next door to her and like the, so like her parents home was on like their pa- grandparents like familial lot and so they had a, and they had the grandparents uh had farms too they had like uh cows and chickens and stuff that they mostly did not uh you know slaughter thankfully for her for her for you know small yeah. <laughs> small child jen <laughs> but it sounds like it'd be super fun i would love to have had like a cow and, uh, or a pig um and also uh my sister's best friend has a pet pig because of some reason nice. that is beyond me that like this just this year and it is the funniest thing ever and i get videos of this pet pig and tell me why we don't just have pet pigs as, as family members jeff i need that in my life <laughs> 
Well, I, I'm not so sure. I don't You're know. not you, sure we do? Okay, well, just from, if you only look at pictures of it, Jeff, then you'd be pretty sure. It's a slippery slope, and let me tell you why. <laughs> um, okay, so you know I do IT stuff for a living, yeah? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I hope that you've paid attention to anything we've ever talked about. <laughs> for real, um, yeah. Yeah, so I inherited a lot of that from my father, who has also done IT stuff for um, his entire life. And I think we talked about it, oh man, it had to been like like episode seven or eight, like way long ago. Uh, my dad built the house that they live in currently uh, back, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. And I, I shouldn't just say my dad, my parents, like my mom is certainly a big part of that too. It is wild to think of that as a thing that you could do while also having a career. Uh, like I, I barely feel like I have enough time to, yeah. you know, spend 20 minutes exercising in the morning, let alone uh, build a house throughout the process of a year or two. Uh, so that doesn't seem like a thing that should be possible, but apparently is. Uh, but anyways, so I, I have a bit toward technology. My dad has a bit tech toward bent toward technology that I've uh that I, like I said like I've inherited growing up we had miscellaneous uh <laughs> livestock I guess you could say uh mostly uh of the poultry variety we had you know chicken and uh geese and whatever else uh, why did we have geese Nick why did we why did we have geese I don't know I don't even know what geese give you do you, do you get eggs from geese? I don't know. We we sure as heck did not eat the eggs. I need to. <laughs> I need to follow. Like, why did we have geese? <laughs> they really all this is asking is like, Dad, what was? Did you have a weird geese? Like, you were just like really into geese. Like, is that <laughs> like? But but why? <laughs> Honestly, I I'm 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 kind of questioning a little bit of my childhood right now. Um, uh, yeah, but. Uh, Okay, where are we going with this? Um, so yeah, technology and livestock. I've I obviously you know I'm 32 years old. <laughs> I've moved out a little bit ago. Um, <laughs> all all of my younger siblings have also moved out. I'm the oldest uh, oldest of three, and uh, my parents are finding things to do to fill their time. They have our two have our two kids as grandchildren to spend a little bit of that time. But uh, my dad is a person again, who built a house while working a full-time job and having a family uh, certainly isn't going to completely fill their time with only having a couple kids to deal with. Uh, they have chickens now and he built like this chicken. <sighs> just, just real quick. Presumably these chickens are not actually for the eggs. They're just like the geese. They're just for fun. No, these ones are for the eggs. Uh, I think I'm not exactly sure. I haven't asked explicitly. Are these for the eggs? It is definitely <laughs> like okay. So the reason is for the eggs, but the actual reason is for something to do. <laughs> but because because the reason why I say that fair. he has built like a chicken condo for these stupid chickens. A condo. <laughs> like it is. Like I would be lucky. To be able to fall back, like have this as my fallback for where I live. If I get kicked out from my wife, I'd like to go Dude, live in. Dude, what the heck? It's like an automatically closing door and uh, the most interesting part of it. Like it's it's a really big thing. It has like all these like fenced in things and like they're very safe from all the potential predators. <laughs> we live in Kansas. There's lots of coyotes and stuff like that. So it actually right. is like you can't just let the chickens run free. Like they would. No, totally. totally they, would, they would be chicken nuggets in like two seconds for some coyotes or something. So they, they have their own little fenced in area and they have their little bedtime area. What is most interesting about it. My dad, as as a, as an IT tinker person uh, would, has rigged up a chicken cam uh, where you can log into YouTube probably right now if I'm being honest. Yeah. 
and you can watch the live stream of the chickens <laughs> at any given point. Um, which is which was uh, very surprising. I think this, I've to heard see. that this is a thing, right? Like I've heard that people do this kind of thing. I think is it I a feel thing? Like. Really? Is it I a think thing? So. I, thought, I think that, I, I thought this was my insane parent. Maybe, like, like, maybe is this not. Really a thing? I'm thinking of zoos. I might be thinking of zoos having cameras on their things. Just so I don't know. I, ignore me. I don't know anything, Jeff. I don't know anything I, about chickens. I'm going to YouTube right now, and I'm typing in chicken cam. Chicken cam. <laughs> live now. Okay, there is a live now. Okay, well, apparently it's a freaking thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is my dad's I one of these. <laughs> I love it. Oh my wait, gosh. Wait. There's, there's so many. What is going on? Wait, can I just say that I really hope that your dad makes it really big on YouTube, but like doesn't really care about YouTube? He just has a chicken camp. I just hope that he has a really interesting. <laughs> okay, but like, well. hold on. Do these other okay. chicken camps have chicken condos? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at them. They're freaking nice. <laughs> Damn. All right, well. Okay. Your dad's niche may have just fallen through. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> the, the top one on YouTube right now that 40, that 40 people are watching. Why are 40 people watching? Okay, there's... Make it 41. I found it. There's... Yeah, yeah you're, congratulations, number 41. Um, no, it's like a picture in picture in picture. There's like three angles and one of us moving around. I don't know. But like... Why are there three? Why are there three angles of these chickens yeah. on yeah. YouTube? That's a good question. I don't have an answer, and I don't have an answer when all of them are just sleeping. They're just sleeping. I'm, like, I'm over it. I'm over it. I've moved on. Bye, Jeff. I just did. You read the bottom message? No, I didn't. What was the bottom message? You can feed them treats. You can feed the treats. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I thought my dad was insane. Apparently, we just live in an insane world. <laughs> I love um, it. I'm a big fan. So they have oh a chicken. They have a chicken condo, or they have a chicken camp. I am a big fan. Okay, so the reason why I share this story, yes, uh, aside from now being extremely questioning of reality, um, I I was in a, a large meeting in person for the first time in over you know a year and three months. So we were very spread out, but uh, in in person nonetheless. And, uh, and everyone was watching the chicken cam, or yeah, everyone was watching the chicken Dude, cam. I'm sorry, I'm the worst. And uh, no, we it was like a a group of our leadership. Uh, we were going around and uh, just sharing a little bit about ourselves because, uh, to be quite honest, like there's twenty something or twenty of us, let's say, and probably honestly, like six or seven of us are different than when we went into the pandemic. So like a lot of us really haven't had the opportunity to connect uh, in person before. So it was like kind of one of those things where you go around the circle and share a little bit about yourself and blah, 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 like what you do. So uh, what what the directive was actually was to share something that nobody really knows about you. Nick, I have shared literally <laughs> like nothing about this stupid uh. podcast that we uh, that we uh, talk about yeah uh, or that we, that that we talk about that we produce on a weekly basis it's just a podcast we talk about we don't actually do anything here do no, we uh, no i haven't published any of these <laughs> but you know should i publish any of them uh, i made a twitter account for you damn it Sorry, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead go ahead i okay so here's here's what's going through my mind um i could mention it's just like it's a weird thing with work i i could mention though that i have a podcast uh and I was going to be very specific about like, ah, I have a podcast. I'm not going to share 
any, you know, I'm not going to share what the podcast name is though. So you guys will never find it. And then before it got to me, thank goodness, I thought about the fact, like I have a very unique name, Nick. Yep. And like, if you, if you type my name followed by podcast, like you're, you're going to find it. Like, it's like the first thing that pops up. So I didn't share that. I shared some other dumb story. And then when I went back and I was like curious about that, like how big of a worry was that? I Googled just my name without podcast. I wanted to see like, you know, am I like, are people just going to start figuring this stuff out? And so I Googled my name, Jeff Schesser, uh, again, a very unique name. And I wanted to see how far down I had to scroll before I got to our podcast. And Nick, I had to scroll through multiple chicken cam videos before I got to a stupid <laughs> podcast. Jeff, I love like, it. I so, love it. I am a big uh, fan. So my stupid dad filming his stupid chickens has better SEO <laughs> than our freaking podcast has. Oh, my God. I freaking <laughs> love it, Jeff. I really, really do. Like, can, can, can you verify this for our listeners? Can you Google my name? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do this. Jeff Schesser. Google it. You scroll down. You can see both of our stupid pictures on the Googler. Okay, I got I got the LinkedIn's. I got the LinkedIn's. Yeah, I got the Facebook's. Before you even get to the bottom. The Ooh, Jeff Schesser live stream. Live stream. You click on live that. Stream. It's freaking chicken cam. <laughs> like, what the frick? <laughs> Uh, 20, 27 weeks of posting this stupid podcast. I am a big fan. I am a big fan. You've been outdone by your dad in a moment through a chicken cam, Jeff. Uh, so, Nick, have you caught on to the thing that gets randomly tossed out there on all of the things uh, about NFT? Does that, that mean things, mean things uh, to you? I know what NFTs are loosely. I have mostly rolled my eyes at them and tried not to pay attention to them, but I am ready to find out. Uh, I know that they are uh, digital artwork things that you can sell original first editions of or whatever the heck, right? Am I, am I way off base here? Am I? No, no, you're, you're definitely on the right path. Uh, I also, when I first found out about them, I thought, I thought it was one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever heard of because like, like artwork is a thing that you have in your house or you have in a museum. Why? Like, that's not real. Like, why, 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 why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, is, is that kind of the general place that you would consider yourself at right now? Yeah, basically. Like, I just don't understand why you would pay for it. Um, well, Okay, remember how we talked about how you could get like a Gucci like kite for like five thousand dollars in one of the very first? <laughs> I do understand that people yes. will pay a lot for luxury for brand status to say that they did whatever. I understand that there is a value to like, hey, I'm the one who got the thing. I got it. I and there's also like a supporting of an artist, right? Theoretically, and like you could resell it, it could appreciate value, right? Like I don't know, but I, I, that's about as far as I've ever thought about it. Okay, so my opinions on this have changed pretty dramatically over the past, like I don't know, couple months. Cool, um, change my view. So here's the thing: when I first heard about it, uh, I was aware of it from a standpoint of like it felt very much like cryptocurrency in the thing where like 
if you wanted to throw money at it, you could like turn it into, you know, tenfold uh, returns uh, because it's just like a thing that random things just explode and like it's a very profitable deal. Like it felt like this sure. weird thing that was not sustainable, not a real deal, but it was like a fad that was something that people were making a lot of money off of. Uh, and I very much agreed with the sentiment that like it is ridiculous. This is just digital art. Why the flip are any like why would anybody want to pay for something that is literally just something that you could take a screenshot of or film yourself off the like there's so many ways to just steal this like why yes. would you why would you possibly give the flying flip of actually being the person who owned it like what like why I, I didn't understand and and yeah. to, to some extent i still don't understand but i understand a little bit more uh and let me explain why so nick let's let's go back I, I think this is a bigger discussion about assets and how we okay. consider assets. Uh, back, have, have you spied on any of my, my show notes at all mm -mm, for this? Mm -mm. I, think I, not, actually, I think I accidentally clicked it earlier, but I did not spy okay. on it. No, okay, I didn't. Okay. So <clears throat> back in the day, uh, how did we like consume music? Like we, we listened to it live or we bought vinyls or cassettes or CDs. Um, and then over time that switched to stuff like Napster where we would steal music off, you know, that and rip it to CDs or whatever. Right. But nowadays, like if you buy an album, very likely it's going to be digital. Um, and that has happened back. I mean, back since the, the, the iTunes store back with the, in the iPod days like that. True. And that was a big shift from owning the actual physical thing to just owning, the rights to a thing. So that, that has changed a lot over time. And I, I point back to music because I think that is really the first big shift, uh, in this sort of, uh, attitude toward assets. Like we don't today so much care about actually owning the thing. Like we don't care. I mean, not to say that like people don't enjoy collecting records on vinyl, for example, no, of course. like it's still a thing, Yeah, but like, if you want to listen to music, the most important thing is that you have the ability to stream it on whatever device it is that you want to listen to it on. Like at the end of the day, that that's how it works now. Uh, we don't, we're not super worried about you know being able to pop it into a CD player and be able to play it no matter what. And uh, you know, I worked in at Blockbuster back in the day, Nick. Uh, I'm not sure you you young young folk if you remember what that is, but uh, it was a place I where loved you... <laughs> I loved Blockbuster. You and I don't talk about it forever, but I I yeah. But no, I I worked at Blockbuster back when VHS was still a thing that was kind of being phased out. Um, it really was interesting to watch the shift from people coming in to like rent games and rent movies and uh, even rent flipping VHSs and rent VHS players. Like that was a thing that we had, yeah. which is just so wild. And now I've bought like, I don't know, 20 different movies for my kid on Google play and other things and watch things on Netflix. Like I, it, the thought of actually going into a place to buy a physical thing to show my kid a movie is like, it is beyond foreign yet. I literally only 15, 20, well, 15 years ago, let's say, like that was the only option available. Like it was, that was, that was the only thing. And now it's yeah. crazy. I mean, I don't know, Nick, when's, no, like, when, when's, when's the last time that you bought a DVD? 
uh like 2010 probably <laughs> yeah like, like, and and like I, yeah you're exactly right i'm freaking i have uh i have completely bought many movies on like google play for like you know an airplane flight or whatever you know or just like hey i need to be somewhere i, I need to watch this, or i want to watch this video really bad or whatever you know and yeah like do you like genuinely do you think you will ever buy a physical movie ever again like i mean i could see why i might but probably not like what would it take? Like what would it take so, for you? So the, the the real thing is like I I don't see, I don't really care about this and I don't really watch movies, but like I I could buy a, a video because it was, or I would buy a movie if, um, you, you know, usually your streaming quality is just not as good, right? Like so if if I buy a digital version of a copy or of a of a movie, then the the stream quality wouldn't be as good. So if I really cared about how a movie looked and I really wanted to be able to watch it, then sure maybe. <laughs> I give, I give that the most questionable levels of acceptance. Or, like, or, or uh, purchasing, I guess, like a season on television. I find it very annoying that you like, you know, certain TV shows. You like look it up, and it's like, oh, it's only on Google Play, and it's three dollars an episode, and there's twenty three episodes in a, in a season, or some crap like that. Maybe that's a maybe. That's a very big. Like, I, I, I'm completely with you. It's, it's probably not very likely. Honestly, it's the the odds I, are not, not high. I, I legitimately think that I may have bought my final uh, physical medium for movies or TV shows whenever I, – I, 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 it would be fun to look back and see what it was. I think – I, I legitimately think it may have been like Despicable Me back in like 2012 <laughs> <laughs> because my wife really loved the Minions and I did it as like a funny thing once. Uh, I like it. I like so, it. So yeah, I think I think we may be nine years post uh, on buying things. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I let's I reset. Let's reset to to NFTs because I, I think you're right. I think you're completely right. I think that, that like physical media for television and movies is like basically just freaking. It's not explicitly dead, but it's it's on its way. It's not not doing great. I I think it's effectively dead, especially yeah. in the long term. Maybe not for the generations older than us, but for the generations younger than us, I think that that is a concept that is ludicrous. Like I don't, I don't think anybody that is, you know, 18 years old today is ever going to buy a physical. I mean, obviously I'm painting a broad with a broad brush here, but I don't, I don't think anybody's going to buy anything that's physical for a movie. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's not how they consume media anyways. Okay. Uh, I want to take a step away from that because, like, I think that's music and that's movies and such. I feel like that's an example. But I, as a person in tech, have been very exposed to blockchain as a concept. It's a very buzzwordy thing. I'm very averse to block or uh, to buzzwordy type stuff. Yeah, um, fair. And it always felt to me like blockchain as a concept was akin to how people referred to the internet back when people didn't really know what the internet was going to do. Uh, and they just like, everybody was like, Oh, the internet's going to be big, but we have but no way to describe know. how it's going to be big. And for the longest time I've, I've understood at a very technical level how blockchain works, but I've, and you know, we have digital currency and that has obviously been a big thing. And right. But no, I think for the longest time we've heard about uh, blockchain and not known exactly why it is that that is uh, a thing that matters. I mean, it's a distributed ledger. Uh, it's something that requires 
less trust on the system or less trust on the individual and uh, enables trust through the system itself. And being able to do that in a digital world, it's like it's a very interesting concept. It has lots of uh, potential, but I don't think anybody really understood exactly how that sort of thing would be used for the longest time. Right. And I think we're starting to realize what that is now. Uh, and, and maybe maybe this is a dumb hot take, or maybe it's not a hot take at all. I'm not sure. But I think that our fascination as a society with NFT right now, with being obsessed with digital artwork and the ownership uh, of digital artwork, is really just the precipice of a thing that has been happening for a long time. We've seen it with... Movies, we've seen it with music. We've honestly, Nick. I mean, when's the last time you've bought a physical video game? I oh, I, that, that that is actually something I do do. That's a, that, well, that's... frick. Okay, yeah. But like, I <laughs> I I personally have not bought a physical video game, despite having bought many video games in a very very long time. I bought I bought the but the Zelda game that came with the Switch, uh, so I brought Breath of the Wild back yeah. whenever it first released. That is the last physical video game I think that I've bought. I so I have I've had the Switch since it came out, and it, uh, I I got the breath I got Breath of the Wild with it, and I've gotten like so so to your point, majority of the the video games I get are digital still, but I think I have like seven or eight Switch games, and same story on PlayStation. I've probably gotten seven or eight Switch. Uh, PlayStation games. I mean, that's probably even high. Um, in the last however many years since the Switch came out, when did the Switch come out four years ago, something like that. So I want to so like know, one like or what, two a year. What What are your feelings on the differences between the two? Um, sometimes it can be really annoying to get, and sometimes I can get a better deal, and that's literally the 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 the, the distinguishing factor for me. I don't mind having a small. Um, I don't mind having a small thing where I keep uh where I keep my games. With that in mind, there. Are, Used to be better deals on games in person from Best Buy and GameStop. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing because I haven't bought a physical game at all during the pandemic. Uh, but and I haven't even cared to look or anything, and I haven't really gotten a game recently at all. Do you so. do you feel less about the games that you've bought uh, when they're digital? No, yeah, not at all. Not at like, all. Do you feel like they're less valuable or anything like that? No, no. So, but. So do you think that so do you think there's a distinction here in the medium of artwork as like just strictly like say a painting right or whatever because I, that, that's where it kind of like loses its luster to me is the value of a video game is to be able to experience the game the gameplay and go through the, the narrative and whatever else right and you're gonna do that on on a screen anyways I don't think that I think of paintings as a thing that I want to experience through the medium of, of, of a screen. And I think that's like the biggest real distinction to me. Am I, am I off base or, but okay. Why? Why? Because it's less authentic feeling in person, right? Is or am I, am I off base? Am I crazy? I think that is what we tell ourselves. I okay. don't actually think that that is entirely true. Because, I mean, first off, the things that people are selling are digital art. Like, they're not paintings. They are okay. They are digital. Um, so There's they, a, a failure on my part in terms of education on the topic, because I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, they are... Uh, well, that, and that's not... I, I'm Again, I'm painting with a broad brush here, but uh, by and large, the things that you're going to be hearing about are things that were 
you know, created in, I don't know, not Photoshop, but Photoshop type stuff. Like it's, it's not right. a thing that exists physically. Okay. It is truly a digital thing. Um, but that's not entirely true either. Like there are things that are like tokenized versions of a physical object uh, that people can quote unquote own. And, and here's why I ask about that. I personally, when I first heard about this, I thought it was ridiculous. Like, cause like the other thing aside from art is people uh, doing this with trading cards, uh, digital trading cards. And I've played digital you know, trading card games before, like where you would mm-hmm. buy packs of things and unlock it like Hearthstone or whatever. That felt very different because like you're not trading things. It's just like, you know, honestly, it's kind of a play to win game mechanic that I kind of find disgusting. And we could probably so talk that's, about. That's on what another, I, I, another I don't topic. want to derail it with that, but that is exactly my thing. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, but that's a scam. That's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh man, I like I, I know how long of a uh, of a distraction that conversation yes. would be. We yeah. can't go there. We yes. can't. Zero out of ten disapprove. I hate that so much. But but no, it's not like we were doing that to collect to trade. It was just doing that to be able to have a better chance at winning. You have a better deck or whatever. Right. Right. And this really is different in the sense of, like, it is very similar of how you would trade. I mean, okay, ostensibly, it is very similar to how you would trade physical things. Now, it is very weird right now because it is very new. And so things that should not be trading for tens of thousands of dollars are. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know, asterisk with that. But it it is not, you know, it's not that sort of thing where you're trying to to pay to win it's just a, a weird uh, economic side effect of the system that it is, at least in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, the thing to me that I find interesting is we are like we, you and me and everybody older than us is so held up by the fact that we are so used to value being tied up in physical objects. Sure. And Fair. I think that we have started to shift our opinions on that, like using music or games that we buy or movies that we pay access to. Like, I think all of our attitudes are shifting to that, to not being so strong of an opinion. I, I don't think that we understand that from the perspective of people that are like my kids' age. And, and here's why I say that. Uh, well, one, because there's smarter people than me that say that sort of thing. Like we, we put so much value in things that we can tangibly tie physically to value, but value is changing to be, especially in our more digital world, to be more experience based and less physical based. Uh, That's a really good point. My, my son. So we, we have my brother-in-law over and we were doing some VR stuff. He has, um, a, a nice VR setup and my son had the, the pleasure of doing some VR things. And he was in a place that was like this really scenic outdoor place uh, that looked like it was from Colorado, like a nice cabin in Colorado with toys and stuff. And he had a really fun time trying to reach for all these things. And like, like you you could genuinely tell that he really, really loved being there. Right. And he asked like, is this a real place after he was done? And we're like, well, not, no, not really. He's like, well, I want to go back in. Like it was like, like he, he, like his his option was in his mind 
was, is, is this a real place? If so, I want to go there in person. If not, I want to go back in VR and I want to go do that thing. Okay. And I think that the bent toward experience is going to be so stronger in the younger generation where you can just go do things that I don't, I don't think there's going to be as much of a drive to go visit, you know, the Louvre and like go see the Mona Lisa. I don't even actually know if that's where that is, but I, I, I don't think there's going to be so much of a desire to go travel to the right. place if you can go see the place and literally see it in uh, as as much detail as you could in person without having to go at a much, much affordable, much, much more affordable price. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 to see the exact same thing. Yes, you're not physically looking at it, but I don't know how much you've played around with VR stuff. But if it's high quality stuff, like you... It, there, there is no difference as far as what you can see and not see. Yes, you are not there, actually, but I don't think that is going to matter as much to, to our younger, younger generation. generation. I really don't. Yeah, I think that is kind of a thing that we've built in as a thing that's important. I think it's going to be not the case. Like, I, I genuinely don't think that's going to be the case for my kid. Totally. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting perspective and example. Um, I had not considered at all. Um, and I think. So you touched on a point here um, that is not like the end all by it, but there is a big point to just the quality of it being really high, right? Like we're going to have effects that are really, really good and it's going to affect it a lot too. Because, you know, if you were trying to tell me that I could have this awesome experience, uh, say that I was a, like an art collector or a, uh, someone who was very interested in uh, like classical art, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I might be, I might be able to just brush away seeing a picture of it, but it's a lot harder when the picture is freaking lifelike and in a VR camera and, and or on a giant screen, right? Like all of those things make it closer to the real experience where you can see it up close and you can see all the fine details and yada, yada. And I don't think that I, I I'm not one of those people who's like amazed by graphics, generally speaking, but I could see how it would really affect the, the realism of, something like digital art or like you said, like just the experience of, you know, freaking going somewhere versus not going somewhere. I think it was just, it was interesting to hear my son's perspective of not knowing if that was a real place or not. Cause it wasn't meant to be like this beautiful uh, place that people thought was real. And it was meant to be beautiful and fun, right? but it was, but it was indistinguishable to him as a four-year-old, of course, obviously a four-year-old, but um, indistinguishable to him as a place that was uh, outside of reality. And he had so much fun and like, it was fun seeing him almost trip over stuff and like, and like <laughs> while he had his little <laughs> headset on. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but I do feel like a more mature version of that technology. I mean, if, if this is where we are, where it, like it is, it, it's so, so young and we see, like we've seen how what like how it's grown in our own lifetime. I mean, literally didn't yeah. exist like when you and I were in high school, and now it's yeah. like a thing that you can, you know, buy off of Amazon. And <laughs> I just, I, 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 I would imagine a generation that grows up with that as a possibility, especially if it's more mature, uh, if it is something that continues to grow in the way that it has. 
I think that's going to have really dramatic effects on people's opinions on the importance of the physical world. I, it seems weird to say, but I, I do feel well, like... Least, it, especially the physical world in terms of having value in a product, right? Or in a, a commodity or whatever the heck you want to call it, right? Like, it's... Sorry, continue, continue. Okay, let's say you want to go see the Colosseum in Rome and you're a 20-year-old. Does it make more sense to see it in just the same exact high definition, be able to walk around and look at every single detail or, in yeah. VR or spend thousands of dollars to go look at it in person and see the exact same thing? I just I, – I, I don't know that the real life – value prop is there for a lot a lot a lot of oh, people yeah. and i feel like businesses will realize that's a thing like i i just i i think that that is so valuable that experience is so good that's why people pay you know thousands of dollars to go do it yeah. now yeah. if you can monetize that as a business i i just i don't think there's any way that like somebody doesn't pick up on that in our lifetime in probably the next 10 15 years honestly like i i think it is such a like having played around with VR stuff, having played around with some of the Microsoft HoloLens stuff, like I, I just it is it is getting to be good. so good. Like it's getting to be so good that my my son is having fun with it, and he's four years old. And he has no idea how to do any of that. Like he he's having a blast. I I just I don't know. Like I think seeing some of the shift toward the NFT things where we we value digital assets um, as much as we do physical things. I just, it seems like we're moving toward a world in which we understand a little bit better what blockchain so, and like what digital assets and like getting access to digital assets mean. Cause like I think that's exactly how that works. It's like there will be a company, let's say, that owns rights to the Coliseum through blockchain technology of some sort, whatever gets adopted. Um, and that you pay access to that. Whoop, hit my mic. That you pay access you to pay that like person. You pay like a ticket or whatever, right? Like yeah, like it's just. It's it's like the exact same version of it in the physical world where you know people pay access to have access to go look at the thing. It's just now digital and it's now open to you know billions of more people than it would have been otherwise. So I, it's just so profitable. I just it seems unlikely that it doesn't happen. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't. We'll we'll look at this back. You know here. Yeah. Uh, in, in ten years, when we I rename our I podcast think, for the tenth time, at all. So one, I don't think you're crazy. I'm sorry if I if I came off as a skeptic in all this. I I'm, I I definitely was am not sure. Like I, you, you've definitely shifted my thinking on it a ton. Uh, and it is a super interesting question in its own way. Um, so is there? Is, I feel like there's something that I can't put my finger on about NFTs though. That like. Is there something with the medium of artwork that is like that would preclude it from being able to actually generate this much value? Like, I, I know that like we can just Google freaking tons of images and see them that way. That seems like a cheap cop out of like, okay, well you'd be like quote unquote pirating, right? Right? Or you'd be getting like, I I don't know. I have a really hard time like putting my finger on it, um, and I'm probably the wrong kind of person to talk on that but is there something about nfts that that uh outside of the experience of um like the ability to experience a place that is otherwise very inaccessible very price uh what's the word uh price exclusive there's a term i'm looking for but i can't remember it but where most people are gonna be priced out of is there something about nfts that is there's or i have a feeling now am i am i missing something here or should i just be like like on board 
it, so NFTs are weird in the sense that everything before them has had a physical manifestation equivalent to it. So right. like music always had, you know, you, you could go buy the CD of it or right. whatever, or movies you could go buy the DVD. Um, this is stuff that's being created that has no physical counterpart to it. And that's weird for us, for sure. Yeah, it is. And it feels weird because they're and, – and maybe this gets a little bit too futuristic. But I, I do think there's a world in which, you know, our children – maybe us too. Who knows? But we'll have like a digital space where that is less meaningful. Like we'll have people – Come visit in a digital space. It, this, the, it, I literally feel like I'm sounding like a crazy person, and maybe I am a crazy person. But I, yeah, I do I mean, feel like our digital spaces will matter more in the future. Tell me you couldn't have a VR freaking MySpace, dude. Like, like it's, it's like, yeah, oh. like exactly. Like it, it, it really is kind of that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, like I, I do feel like people could have a virtual reality hangout that is something that people do regularly. Um, in that sense, it makes more sense for stuff that is digital specific. If they have like this NFT to, you know, display this particular piece of artwork in their virtual space. Yeah. I mean, maybe my thing here is still just that I think of this kind of art as like very much a luxury item. And we're talking about number of numbers that are like too high. And I know that you said that this is like, you know, it's a, uh, a new space and that's probably explaining, uh, explaining a lot of that, but Maybe that's just what it is. I think of art like that, and I think of, you know, somebody who, an executive's uh, living room or entryway or whatever, and think of them showing off to a guest party or a party. And I'm I'm struggling to find that kind of luxury value proposition. And I mean, that's not really a value proposition, right? But that's the the luxury reasoning behind why you'd you'd be willing to give thousands of dollars to something. Maybe that's just what all my like internal hangup is maybe the, but that's not like a condemnation on the idea of selling art through digital uh digital me- uh medium instead of a physical one no i mean you're you're not wrong because at at the same time i have also as a person that works in finance like i have thoughts on digital currency and it it's broken right now i'm not sure if you've noticed um <laughs> but like like it, it's also just ridiculous but the concept is solid, right? How uh, its valuation right now is uh, a little, little bit on <laughs> on the crazy side, but like, <laughs> like how it will impact our uh, our you know just civilization as a whole, like is is interesting. But I yeah I hundred percent agree. The disproportionate valuation is definitely a thing that I perhaps would feel a little bit less strongly about. I just I I think. Totally. I think I think we're starting to see what Bitcoin does uh, in the digital asset space. I think that's what this is going to start to turn into, um, in the same way that like really didn't really know what the internet was going to be uh, when it started to turn into this international communication, uh, you know, just ridiculous thing that it is now. I, um, I don't want to lose the tone because I um because it's really cool hearing you in a space that that is really that you're very knowledgeable of and have like a new thought for me that you've kind of pushed me outside of my original thinking here. But have you seen the interview from I can't remember who it is right now, but there was some uh, NFL player on a talk show, a very popular talk show in the, like 1994. They were talking about what the internet is. Have you heard? Have you seen this? 
I may have seen, I don't know. Uh, I've seen lots of the the early takes of the internet, though. It is so funny. I can't ha- handle it. This guy <laughs> is like, what? what? We're going to send mail on the computer? What are you, stupid? What are you, dumb? <laughs> <laughs> make sense. How are you going to get to t- send it to anybody anywhere, you dummy? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Didn't age great, but, but no, okay. So on, on the more serious thing, you're, you're probably, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's, well, to be clear, I'm not sure that I'm actually right about any of that, uh, but it is a thing that I think about a lot recently. No, that's totally fair, and I, I, I you've definitely changed my perspective on it a ton. Uh, this if I sounded like a skeptic, I, I, that's me going through my process of like, hey, man, I had a flavor in my mouth and I had to get it out of there. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, like. It's interesting because you're you're totally right, and there's also something too. I don't think that just because the valuation of certain blockchains is is off doesn't mean that blockchain doesn't work as a concept. So I think your point there is very very valid. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows, Nick? And to be completely honest, I'm happy to be completely wrong as well. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just how how these things go. You can. That's the the important part of speculation is you might speculate wrong. But anyways, Nick, we are about to go record our Patreon-only episode yes. after our podcast for the first time ever. Uh, Dang. You know, if, if you're ever going to hop on board, now's the time to do it. I'm sure this will be absolutely great. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to go record our episode of the year we started another podcast. It's basically the same as what we just did, except for more off the cuff, if that is even possible. I also uh, want to just say real quick that um, I was drinking when you said that, uh, you know... I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't remember exactly what you said. Damn it. I was going to say I'm never wrong, but now it's not as funny. I don't remember what you, you said. Really, you that. really Dang killed it. the delivery here, Nick. I really, I crushed it. it shouldn't should have taken a drink. I took a drink this? and it like lost, I lost the moment. And <laughs> should I, we, should uh, we put this on the TikTok or the Snapchat or what? Hmm? What's up? Huh? Exactly. All right. Well, Nick, thank you for fighting with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for listening. This has been the year we started a podcast.